0: And welcome back to the Back to Football podcast. That's the number one podcast for people who probably should talk about something other than football. It's Tuesday, the 25th of June, and I'm joined by John Miller. How are you doing, Dan? All good. All very well. Uh, I've been a bit ill over the weekend. Gone. What's happened? What, what have you done? Uh, well, I've been struck by the lemonade curse. Um, the uh, lemonade curse? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The lemonade curse is a real thing, uh, recognised by doctors um, somewhere <laughs> in the world. Um, basically, if I drink any lemonade at any point, I get sick straight away. Right, okay. Uh, I thought I was safe. I thought I was in safe territory last week. Uh, went to Subway on a lunch break, got a little, like, foot long sub, and you get a drink with it, yeah, a, yeah, yeah. a bottled drink. Yeah. Thought I wanna, you know, I wanna take this back to the office so i get a bottled drink, it's easier to transport. So I grab a Mountain Dew. Okay. A diet Mountain Dew or something like that, um, and I get back to the office and I think this is not lemonade, this is Mountain Dew. Yeah, half a bottle in, ugh, my throat's swelling up. So are you allergic or? Well, I think so. Yeah, I'm allergic to the lemons. Yeah, I think maybe to the citric acid or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Um, and within, let's say, like two hours, I'm um, I'm coming down with a cold, and then it's pretty much carried through for like <laughs> five days now. So about. I would say 150 millilitres of Mountain Dew has uh, as managed to wipe me out. It's done so you in. The lemonade, anything like it. Yeah, the lemonade curse is real. Uh, what about you, what did you get up to at the weekend? Uh, I went to Royal Ascot
1: for the first time, um, which is strange really, as I live like 10 minutes away. Um, it's right on my doorstep. But yeah, I went It I had a really good time. It was about, what, about 32 degrees or something out there. Uh, really? Yeah. Well, I don't think it was that high. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> it was hot enough. I mean, yeah. yeah, I was sweating. Had the old three-piece. Three-piece. I know. Yeah, that's the problem, um, isn't it, with those events? Yeah, 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 you know, dressed to impress and all that. Yeah, um, yeah had a flutter here and there. I saw the queen. Uh, we had, Did uh, you? yeah, I was, in, I was in quite a large group and we had a bit of a sweepstakes into what color she'd be wearing, um, okay. which my partner Uh, my wife won she got it right that she'd be wearing green so she came in a green outfit giving the old wave the old royal wave to everybody and uh, yeah that was that was pretty cool that's probably the closest I've ever been to the Queen Um, yeah it's pretty yeah. yeah
0: I had a similar thing to that a few years back in Richmond Park she came along to a to an event there that I think David Attenborough was there to kind of greet her and stuff, and she drove up in like maybe 10 meters away from us in a range yeah, Wow, and that's, got that's pretty close. Um, and it, it is quite surreal. Um, yeah. I guess there's been a big royal story in the news this morning, which I'm, I'm completely throwing it on you here at, at yeah, the last minute. On. You might know, but that um, Kate and, oh no, sorry, not Kate, uh, Megan and Harry spent. Two point four million pounds of taxpayer money uh, to renovate Frogmore Cottage, which is their new house. Wow. So they didn't want to live with uh, Kate and Will's at, yes. um, at Kensington Palace, and they need their own space. Of course, 2.4 million, though, two point four mil though on converting like million. five little houses into one big pad. Um, I guess give us a quick verdict on that are you happy with your taxpayer money being I mean, spent on that first level? and foremost
1: is it taxpayers money because i know <laughs> that sometimes a lot of people do say it's a tabloid oh, term isn't yeah it? it's sometimes. a tabloid term isn't yeah. it oh the taxpayers money but then they do have their own money so if if it's all taxpayers money then no i'm not happy but Without knowing all the facts, I'm I'm going to plead the fifth on this one. I think. Nice. <laughs> I'm hey, so plead I think the that's a safe zone. Safe zone. Um, did yeah. you have any winners at Ascot? I did. Yeah. So what I did is I I tried to be clever. You know, not uh, back the favourites in the first couple of races. For oh, I'd go for you know maybe the four favourite and maybe at thirty three to one or like you know fourteen to one or something. Yeah wasn't doing very well, okay. you know. So, I basically, what I did is I ring-fenced, like, 60 quid. I thought, look, it's my first time. I'm going to have 60 quid for bets. Um, if I had to go home with nothing, it's only 60 quid. If I have any more, then I've had a good day. Um, so, at one point, it was about, you know, three races left. I, I look in my wallet, and there's, like, 20 quid. So, I'm like, I've not done very well. So, I decided you know what, I'm just going to back the favourites. So, I was putting, like, just a fiver down on the favourites to win. And I ended up, basically... Uh, break just about breaking even. Well, getting over just over breaking even. So I think I I, I had that sixty quid. I think I left with like sixty four pounds. So it wasn't too bad. It wasn't too bad. I didn't lose anything. It's pretty good. Um but the missus did quite well. She just backed the favourites all the way all the way through. Nice. Um I saw the blue uh, the blue point race. blue point yeah. What a horse. Incredible
0: yeah, horse. Yeah
1: incredible. Absolutely incredible. Yeah it was it was I mean it was yeah, fantastic. Fantastic. I mean just to see the horses just go by at speed. It doesn't look that fast when you watch it on the television, but when you're there... Oh, yeah. And you see them like, yeah. yeah, And and, and the sound it makes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The sound it makes as they go past the speed. It's it's incredible.
0: I'll I'll be definitely heading back there next year. Sweet. Sounds good. Um, We've got a packed show coming up today. We've got a big cricket segment coming up with a special guest, Nikhil Patel, who's going to fill us in on everything that's been going on so far at the Cricket World Cup and also including the games that he's been to. Um, We're looking forward to that. We'll also cover Love Island as been in a, a big week for that. Big a, week in Love Island. A lot yeah. of uh, controversial and, uh, may I say, hilarious moments happening. <laughs> um, quickly before we get to that, John, I got my haircut the weekend. Not to say that I didn't notice. I uh, apologise Can you for see this little thing on my cheek? Yeah, here. you've got a little uh, Sweeney just, Todd yeah, slice. Has that cheek. ever happened to you? The barber just got a razor blade out at the end of the towards the end of the cut. You know when you're thinking, was that for like, effect? <laughs> I, don't, I, look, I don't even know. It looks like I've I've spent uh, a couple of weeks in some Miami jail or something. Yeah. Like, but um, yeah, he got uh, his razor blade out at the end, and it's not even like it's anywhere near my hair. No, it's not. Like, is I it? usually think you know if they're tidying up their edges around here yeah, or your yeah. hairline or something, like, get a few little cuts. You in think okay, like fair enough. You you know you've tried something, it didn't work, but this cut on my cheek is, is sort of halfway between yeah. my beard and my eye. Yeah. That's um, sure trying sort of, to do though. It's in no man's land, but I think he, he knew he'd messed up as soon as he did yeah. it um, and tried. So was it, was it an accident? Was it a little nick, like, or was I he trying so. to do something? No, he wasn't trying to cut my face, <laughs> but yeah. but uh, he <laughs> yeah. did nonetheless. But it's given me, yeah, quite a fairly substantial cut. At the, at the time, I thought, oh, that's nothing. And then yeah. there is like three days later there's still about half an inch cut on my face so edgy it's edgy it is edgy it is edgy edgy. (laughs) um yeah if anyone asks i won't say it was my uh my turkish barber that cut my face it was i was in a scrap yeah you're in a scrap mate for the honor your honor yeah the honor of a a maiden (laughs) over there in earlsfield so uh love island two big moments this week first one to talk about is Mora and Tom I want a bit of Maura right? <laughs> seeing uh, if she was all mouth uh, what was your take on this moment if you tell us tell us a little bit of what happened there because obviously there's some people that wouldn't have seen it
1: yeah so you know um, so she got a text didn't she I got yep. a text you yep. know as they shout and uh she got uh, to choose a fella to take to the hideaway, um, and obviously, she's been uh, getting a bit getting to know uh, Tom a bit. You know, I think they'd snogged a, a couple of times, hadn't they? Yeah, he, a couple of hours before, yeah, I think. A couple of hours before, yeah, he slapped it on, and uh, yeah, he she chose him to go to the hideaway. And as she came down, so he was with the boys, right? yeah, because so I he? think
0: she did. She never actually said to him, Let's go to so mm. the hide." like she yeah. never actually told him that she'd chosen him. Yeah. I think. But you, she was coming down to tell him. Yeah,
1: that. yeah, she was, and he was like, basically having that boys' chat. I mean, the best way to that I've heard it described is just what it's WhatsApp. You know, if it, yeah, was, yeah. it was like a WhatsApp moment live, WhatsApp moment where the boys are talking, and and and, and Moira, she's quite like, she's quite open, she's quite confident. Um, what well, she comes across, quite confident, and yeah, I think he said comments along the lines of. You know, um, let's see if she's... Was it all mouth? It'd be interesting to see yeah, if that's she's it. all mouth or is it not. interesting to see if she's all mouth or not. Which, you know, to everyone's shock, horror and amazement, uh, yeah.
0: she heard and um, she was not best pleased. <laughs> that. So here's one. Like, Do you think, had she not heard that comment on the show yet, he'd still said that to the boys and it had gone out in the episode. Ooh. Do you think there's public outrage or uproar around that, like just him making the comment to the boys. I think it... I, no, I don't, yeah. actually. I, I had this conversation with, with the missus, actually.
1: I, I said, I'm not excusing what he said, um, you know, or anything like that, but I, if, if she he just said it amongst the boys and she never heard and that whole sort of explosion didn't happen, I think it quite possibly could have gone over the nation's head Yeah, and it would have just passed, passed by. Because he... I can understand what he was trying to say, you know, the way how she was with Tommy, um, the way how she talks, the way how she is, he was kind of saying, look, it'd be interesting to see, will she have that same energy in the hideaway? In the hideaway, when it's just them two. When it's just them two, or will it be a completely different energy? Um, But the way he phrased it made it sound worse than what it was. And the fact that she heard it Um, I think has carried it, given it legs. And I mean, it was mortifying to watch. Yeah. I think it was just mortifying. From my
0: point of view, it was kind of like a threefold disrespect thing because she came down. um, She was on her own. It wasn't like she was with any of the other girls and he was with the boys. He turned around and saw her. Yes, he did. Then turned back to the boys and then went on to say these comments Kind of in front of her, like yeah, while well, yeah. there was nothing going on, and then obviously so that's point one and point two, and then point three was what did you just say? And then him doubling down and yeah, just yeah, yeah. and just saying and that straight up to her face really, like what he said. Yeah. Um I, I thought, you know, um uh, fair play to her for yeah, kind of call, calling him out on it yeah. and uh, And not fair play to her for not going to the hideaway. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. He She he, could have gone though on a I guess it's kinda of boring It'd be kind of lonely on your own. Yeah. It's not really... Yeah. People aren't yeah. going there for the comfort, are they? No, they're of not. Of the bed. Yeah. Uh, going there for a cuddle. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm
1: proud. I'm proud of her, what she did. Yeah. And, and the way how she kind of thought, well, no, I'm not standing for that kind of... Can't talk about me like that, you know? And, I mean, his groveling was just... You know, he was told several times, wasn't he? You know, yeah. let give us some space. And he was like, oh, could I come and speak to oh, you? Oh, well, he, was, relent- relentless oh, I mean, he the, was relentless with the
0: apologies. Yeah, he was. Um, so, yeah, that was uh, that was our first big moment, I guess, of the week gone by. Um, we have been tweeting about Love Island as well this week, which yes. has gone pretty well. It's gone very, very well. On on last week's episode, um, we said that the goal was to kind of go, go a little bit viral um, and at that point I think we topped out with a 97 likes and a 5 retweeter um, following that episode literally hours after that episode um, we had the infamous Lucy Bev tombstone tweet yes. which, uh, which got 1.2k um, likes yes. I think and a yes. um, couple of hundred um, retweets and we, really that kind of Ended the game there. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah. achieved what we set out yeah, for. Exactly. But, uh, done very well and it one. got shared by some of the big uh, big meme pages as well and got kind of tens of thousands of likes on there, none of which really were, uh, were credited to us. Apart from on one account, one, yes. one account did yes. give us credit, I think, which was the official Love Islands reactions. Page, so shout out to those guys with their million followers, yeah, exactly, uh, for giving us credit. Um, but yeah, you can follow us on Twitter, it's at the BTF podcast. Um, and yeah, have a look at our Love Island tweets each night. Um, so second big moment of the week is the love triangle between Danny Yawande and New Girl. Arabella. Yeah, it's no longer a triangle, is it? It's no longer triangle. It's, it's just one little straight line now yeah, uh, and a, out, a dot no. uh, that is back at Gatwick Airport. Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> so yeah, uh, Danny had a choice between Yawande and Arabella, basically at the recoupling. Uh, who did he choose, John? He
1: went. Where? Who did he go with? He didn't go with uh, Yawande. He went Arabella. Arabella. Sorry, I had a complete brain freeze there. And apologies. Yeah, he went with Arabella, um, which I thought he would. Um, yeah. I just think that whole love triangle situation. I mean, it was quite cringy to watch for me. I mean, if you're obviously every, I mean, you're in the show to find love, and I guess that's that's what your aim is to do there. But if if somebody said to me, if a girl said to me. Um, you just stay there, you know. You know, I'll keep you on the end of a string while I will yeah. try to get to know uh, this this bloke it's over there. On. And if anything pops off with of them, I'll be seeing you later. Um, but if it, <laughs> if it doesn't, I'll come back and you'll be here waiting. Um, and that's basically what he had, didn't he? Yeah. I just kind of was like, you know, if it was, you know, I just was willing, um Yawande to to kind of give it some of that more energy. Yeah. and be just like, well, no. No thank yeah. you. If you can't make a decision now after we've been here for you know 10 days or so getting to know
0: each other, then, you know, you get lost. Uh, yeah, I, I yeah, I think she kind of allowed him the kill. Yeah. Um whereas yeah, she could have probably cut if she'd cut ties maybe a, a day before and said, "Look, I you know, I don't want to be playing second fiddle to to Arabella." Yeah. She would have been very much in that same uh Territory is Lucy, yes. who obviously Anton eventually saved. So I think had yeah had she had Ywande kind of cut ties with Danny earlier, then I think Anton would have been the guy with the the deciding vote yes. in that, and he kind of did decide it in the yeah, end he while, did. when he, he did. picked Lucy, but. Um, he's he's looking good. He's uh, yeah. he's Anto- come up to be quite a good character on the show. I, I, I liked popular. him
1: from the from the off, actually. Sure, my friends didn't. The missus wasn't too sure, but from the off, I was. Oh, I like this guy. He's funny and like he's proved to be a really nice guy, a kind of valued member of the house, even though he isn't coupled up in a in a in love, <laughs> as it were, or with with any of the
0: housemates. But hopefully,
1: someone comes in soon and he can you
0: know get it yeah. popping. That's right. Um, so let's do a quick recap then on our Love Island draft. Um, I'll run through this really quickly. We basically both lost uh, a uh, an, an Islander so far, so we're down to five each. Um, you've lost Ywande last night, uh, and then uh, Joe was one of my guys um, who has gone. So we are left with John has Amy, uh, Dan has Curtis, uh, I have Amber... Um, and John has Michael. Uh, So we're splitting the couples here so far. Um, I have Lucy, uh, and John has Anton. So even there, that's another couple at the moment. Um, Danny belongs to John. Uh, Obviously, Arabella's not in the draft, although she may enter the draft soon. There may be a second round of drafting, because obviously we've got Mora to draft, Jordan, Tom... Uh, and Arabella faces, yeah. um, Molly May is with Dan uh, and Tommy is with Dan so that's a couple Ooh. that I've got the sort of full ownership of at least one couple there um, and that leaves Anna is with John so yes it's going alright it's right. interesting yeah, what are all...
1: your thoughts on, on the favourite because I know when we last
0: spoke we were kind of we thought Curtis and Amy uh, Curtis, Curtis and, and Amy would. Yeah, I definitely there, but... don't think it's them. I think they're I think they're very popular within the villa, um, but I, I certainly don't think the public yeah, are buying the that thing anymore. Um, the strong strong favourites at this point are Amber and Michael. Um, yeah, yeah, but it's... if you think about it, I think almost everyone is going to have some moment. Yeah. At least all the boys I think are still kind of liable to have their heads turned. Um and we've had I think off the top of my head probably seventeen, eighteen uh Islanders go in there so yeah, far. About so that. we've probably still got another twenty uh contestants to, it was about forty last yeah, year, weren't there? Yeah, to go into the villa. So um we'll see how they're tested as as it goes forward. But I think that certainly the, the, the stronger couple at this point is Amber and Michael. Yeah, uh, no, I'd agree with that. Assuming that they can they can keep it all together. Um, any further comments, John, on Love Island before we move on to the big, obviously, part of the show which is John's boxing round?
1: <laughs> no, I mean, I'm, I'm loving it. I think it's good. Um, I agree with you though. Uh, Michael is, he's, he's doing really well in the yeah. show. You know, he comes across he's, well. He comes across really well. He comes across so well. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I just yeah. I think last night was just brilliant. Uh, not last night, the night before. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh,
0: keep making us laugh, guys. We are loving it. We are loving it. <laughs> okay, so let's then get on to John's boxing round. This is where John gets three minutes to talk about everything that's gone on in uh, the boxing world over the last week. Um, he has free reign on where he wants to take us with that Um, and I can see that he's made uh, some good preparation this Um, week not not, not quite quite. (laughs) he's been he's been training he's been training so uh, when the bell sounds John you will have three minutes uh, to take it away so three two one the suspense suspense. alright yeah
1: so not too much going on this weekend nothing major um, there was a show at York Hall, so a next-gen show which was put on by Matchroom. Um, some of you older listeners might remember Nigel Ben, the Dark Destroyer. So his son Connor Ben uh, beat UC Koavula, If I've butchered that name, um, he beat him in a second-round technical knockout, and that was in the welterweight division. So yeah, Connor Ben doing doing some great stuff. Um, And watch out for him because, yeah, I think he'll be something special going forward. Ted Cheeseman, um, another matchroom fighter. Uh, He had a draw uh, in the British Super Welterweight uh, division with Kieran uh, Conway um, and uh, Craig Richard beat uh, Andre Sterling by unanimous decision in the light heavyweight division, which is the division that Tommy from Love Island fights in. Yeah, so, you know, potential, a bit of of crossover there, potential matchup. Um, There was some other stuff going on around the globe, but, um, you know, on the UK, there wasn't too much going on. Um, So I thought I'd use my remaining minutes to talk about my uh heavyweight wishlist. Um, I'm a heavyweight fan because uh, that's where you're likely to see all the knockouts um, <laughs> and, and stuff and all the excitement it tends to happen in the heavyweight division. So I thought, well, do you know what? There's a lot of good heavyweights at the moment. And I thought, who would I like to see match up? So on the 20th of July, uh, Dylan White will be fighting Oscar Rivas. So that could kick things off as part of my wish list. Dylan White ranked number one by the WBC and uh, Oscar Rivas is ranked number 10. Um, what I would love to see... Uh, would be Dillian White, uh, t- for the winner of that fight, which I hope would be Dillian White, as he's a British fighter, taking on Tyson Fury. As I mentioned last week, Tyson Fury has been taking on some potato sacks with legs, um, <laughs> but I would love to see Dillian White uh, v Tyson Fury, um, or Tyson Fury take on someone like a Joseph Parker or Alexander Povetkin, and then take on the winner of Dillian White v Oscar Rivas. Um, And then the winner of that then take on Deontay Wilder, who is a WBC champion, who uh, has a fight pending with Ortiz, who he's already beat. Um, So then that would kind of clear up the WBC side. On the other side, where Anthony Joshua had all the other belts, um, he's got his rematch. Um, You may have seen, Dan, that his rematch has been signed um, for November uh, with uh, Ruiz. Hopefully um, he can avenge that. Uh, You never know. But... Um, interestingly enough the WBO has ordered Alexander Usyk who's come up from Cruiserweight uh, he was the uh, undisputed uh, champion of all of the belts of Cruiserweight um, to fight uh, Anthony Joshua Uh, so that fight could take place and then the winner of that if Anthony Joshua uh, beats Ruiz um, could then take on the winner of the WBC side and then we would get by 2021 a a Unified, undisputed heavyweight champion, and that is uh, John Miller's wish list for the
0: heavyweight division. <laughs> few, few little low blows in there after the bell, but it uh, yeah. was a pretty solid round actually <laughs> uh, this week. Love the stuff with the wish list, uh, and certainly uh, want to see Tyson Fury actually taking on some some big fights in the next year. Uh, it's time now to listen to our cricket World Cup section with our special guest Nikhil Patel. So let's go over and listen to that now. So we'd like to welcome Nikhil Patel to the Back to Football podcast here, uh, available on Spotify and iTunes. Get the quick plug in there before we say hello, Nikhil.
2: Hi, Dan. How are you? It's a pleasure to be on the podcast.
0: Yeah, I'm very well. I um, haven't seen you in a while, but I, I've been following you uh, on social media and I've seen that you've been uh, heading to quite a few of these Cricket World Cup games that have been going on. How's that been?
2: Yeah, it's been, it's been really good. Um, I've been to three so far. I was, lucky, I was lucky to get some tickets through friends of friends, really. I didn't get them through the ballot itself, but lucky some friends who couldn't go.
0: How did that work um, then, the actual, the ballot side of things? I heard there was some sort of controversy over queuing and difficult to get.
2: Yeah. So it was, it was pretty difficult to get. So as a part of um, something called the cricket family, I was I'm a member. So meaning that I got sort of priority access to apply in the ballot. So I went through the first stage and applied. I applied for about £3,000 worth of tickets, and I think if I got all of them, I would have to max out all my credit cards at that point. But, yeah, yeah, I didn't get any in the first round, and I went in the second round and didn't get any, which was unfortunate, um, because being sort of a a big cricket fan, being playing cricket when I was younger, going to watch Surrey play sort of every year and supporting them, and going even to watch domestic uh, international cricket at Lords, watching India last year, and watching in australia the year before that it's been sort of um it was a bit of a disappointment the application process this year with um in terms of world cup cricket i found going towards the grounds when i was out there there was a lot of more sort of uh, international fans okay traveling from all around the globe rather than domestic fans from sort of the uk and yeah. i really
0: which is kind of a, yeah I, I guess the football world cup is is similar to that isn't it it is kind of geared more towards the the international festival kind of vibe rather than being solely available just to the home crowd but i think when it's hosted in the uk which does have such a you know a large cricket fan base it's such a shame that you say like you're a pretty much a die-hard cricket fan and you were not even actually able to get tickets in the in the first round of uh of balloting um but it's great that you did get to go to three games which what are the three games that you've been to at this point
2: the games i've been to um i went to three so the first game was the warm-up game which was india new zealand at the oval which was a it was a cracker of a game because india only scored 180 and it was very disappointing (laughs) but I, i i forgive them because they came off a very long ipl season And then they landed in the U.K. about two days before that and played their first warm-up fixture, Um, and you see them chase that down easily, like really easily. Um, But sort of the other two games I went to was India versus uh, Pakistan at Old Trafford, which was last, last Sunday. And gosh, that was a game, I tell you. The atmosphere was electric. The fans were fantastic. It was it was it's a clash of the it's the clash of the season and it's a clash of the World <laughs> Cup because these teams in India or Pakistan don't usually play each other of course outside cricket world cup or ICC tournaments just because of the feud going politically around yeah, the country. But, yeah. But during this game uh, there was very rarely politics. Yeah, it wasn't what? politically focused, as I would say. Well, um, Tell us
0: about the. what was it like in the crowd, because cricket crowd uh, management doesn't kind of segregate, does it? It's all fans in together, am I right?
2: Yes, so it's all fans into together. I had Pakistani fans in front of me, behind me, surrounded by Indian fans, but everyone got along, and it was good. Everyone was giving each other banter back and forth, like when game when it the game was swinging towards india we would give them banter when it was swinging towards pakistan they would give us banter but there was no sort of there was no sort of bad like, blood bad language bad blood it was just good fun and everyone was looking forward to the fixture and even before the fixture i was walking down just into old trafford just before I got to the ground and there was a. Uh, guy on a horse a Pakistan fan on a horse they obviously <laughs> rented it out the uh, riding the horse down the main dual carriageway wow. which is really weird followed by a pakistan painted green bus so that was that's oh, how anticipated the fixture is people spend their money because they know it's probably once every couple of years this fixture comes around
0: sure yeah and it's uh, it is like i think when i saw the the you know, the first round fixtures, that was the one that stood out. Uh, and of course, Old Old Trafford, um, for those that don't know, obviously that's, that stadium is right next to Old Trafford of Manchester United fame, isn't it? And, uh, did you take the tram to get there from, from Manchester, from city center? No, we
2: actually drove, we actually drove up there because, um, we found that there was no Virgin trains going up at the time we wanted them to. Right. They started because it was Sunday. It's sort of a later service from London. Sure. So, um, the first service wasn't until like 9 o'clock, so we wouldn't get there till the gate. We'd get there in the first 30 overs of the game, really, if you think about it. Um, but we drove up there, and we actually parked right next to that Old Trafford football ground because that's where all the allocated parking was. I and mean, You could walk across over to Old Trafford, and it, it's, it was just a fantastic atmosphere. And if anyone had the opportunity, you don't even have to be a cricket fan. To go and watch a game like that it's the you soak in the atmosphere oh
0: absolutely and it's,
2: it's and it's there and there's loads of people who explain the game to you throughout what's going on <coughs> etc
0: yeah absolutely it's a uh, it's one of those world sporting events that you probably just should go to um no matter yeah what your preference is kind of like going to wimbledon or going to uh the us open uh in pebble beach a couple of weeks ago um, it's it's that kind of level, isn't it? Of just an epic sporting event. What was the eventual outcome of that game itself? India won comfortably nice. in the end.
2: Nice. It was quite good. It was great bowling performance. We had our number one, well, number two bowler, pace bowler, Buvaneshwar Kumar, got injured in the second over. So a bowler, another bowler, had to come on and finish his over, and the other bowler got a wicket in his first bowl, hey. which then just yeah, that then led. To wicket after wicket gets the crowd um,
0: going as well.
2: Yeah, which was good. And actually, that game attracted. Uh, it was called the, the billion-dollar game because it actually attracted over a billion people. T- uh, TV audience. It's crazy. I
0: saw those figures. I think they said yeah. one point four billion people watched that game.
2: Yeah, and it is crazy the amount of advertising. The amount you would have to pay for advertising, etc., because of those figures you get. Like people from america who are behind and it's like three four in the morning for them they are hooked to their tv screens i was following espn quick info while i was at the ground and they're just tweeting in and it's just great it was it was fantastic what
0: an experience um and then what was the what was the the third game that you got to go and see
2: i went yeah yesterday to uh saturday so saturday the 22nd i went to june i went to see india afghanistan and again what a game that was and it was uh, it was one of uh very close calls for india at that point they just about won it against afghanistan who didn't score any points in the tournament so far wow. um, again the atmosphere was great uh, this percentage was probably 85 percent indian fans 15 percent afghanistani fans but again it was one of those fixtures where everyone got along people getting involved with the banter. I sat the behind me, I got an earful from Afghanistani fans as uh, <laughs> as the wicket started to tumble from India. And yeah. you know what, it was fine because it, you knew it was all in good fit, like good banter, as I would say.
0: Yeah. Um, and <laughs> so what's the, the situation um, with going to the grounds you taking food in this is more more practical questions that we want to get to the bottom of here on the uh, the back to football podcast um are you able to take food in take drinks in how how expensive is food to buy in the ground yeah so
2: actually like you can take all your own food in like uh all your own sort of whatever you want sandwiches whatever people are taking mcdonald's in from the mcdonald's <laughs> opposite the ground lovely so you can take whatever you want in. They just and you're allowed to take soft drinks in so water coke whatever you want but you can't take alcohol in
0: okay which That's is pretty standard fair
2: enough fair enough because obviously the grounds want to make money some money from selling stuff but also cans and stuff can be thrown on the pitch of course easily and at players so they restrict you even taking soft drink cans in so okay. you can't even no nope. canned items it's just bottles like plastic bottles Something that can't hurt the crowd. But generally, the food was reasonably priced. Like, I, I thought it'd be expensive. It's, it's £5 a beer. It's technically £6 because you get a recyclable cup that you can, get, you can return for a pound at the end of the game. Or you can keep it as a memento. I've got plenty now that I've just forgotten to give them back after the game and put them in my bag. Yeah. But I've got tons of ICC Cricket World Cup nice. cups.
0: Nice. I love those.
2: But yeah, they, they come in handy, I tell you, when you're having a barbecue. They really do. You can just give her an ICC Cricket World Cup cup. It's like a little souvenir. But, um, yeah, exactly. But yeah, it's a five pound a pint, which is general. Like, it's more, That's I, really good. I feel, yeah, I feel the grounds rip you off for water. You like Three pounds for a bottle of water Oof. is it's, it's quite steep, and I feel that needs to change. Yeah. I know they have refill fountains. If you have a bottle, you can refill it at water stations around the ground for free. But again, initially paying three pounds for a bottle of water... It's quite steep. That is very steep. And grounds need to do more about that. But again, food was cheap. Like, when, again, when India played, there's a lot of Indian food stands around. Yeah, a lot of sort of pizza. You can get pizza, you get chicken, and then sort of <laughs> it ranges in price for like ten pound for a pizza, like a small pizza, or five pound for a kebab. Etc. So the, it's reasonably priced. The grounds, and you can bring your own food in if you're if you don't want to buy anything there, saving you some money.
0: And is is that do they have standardized caterers for each of the World Cup games, or does each stadium have its own catering?
2: I think each sta- like they have their own catering. Plus, they have external vendors who come in. Okay. Who who probably pay a set amount to the ground, and they can pitch their stall or their tent or their van. And they can um sell what they have. Obviously, they're all food hygiene rated, etc. They have <laughs> to hold all their licenses. You can't just be any Tom, Dick, or Harry and show up. With, of course,
0: <laughs> of course, yeah,
2: with a few hot dogs and a few buns, you can't do that. But yeah, it's 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 good. But the one thing that really annoyed me, it was a really hot day yesterday in Southampton, and we went to get ice creams, and there's only, only one ice cream van in the actual stadium, and. I remember 99s when they were 99p, but we had to pay £3.50
0: for a 99 disgusting. in the ground. That is disgusting. £3.50. <laughs> exactly. And,
2: yeah, but the key was there and the demand was there.
0: And, exactly. Um,
2: that's what you want. and You can guarantee right, that today
0: today he's selling those for like £1.70. 100%.
2: Yeah. 100%. That's the way it and goes. I made it. I made it I made a little joke to my brother. I turned to my brother and he's like, he's probably wearing Louis Vuitton shoes under there. probably after the job <laughs> that's
0: like, Yeah. He's just on Amazon uh, Prime now, just getting things yeah, just exactly. delivered straight to the ice cream van. Um, yeah. You know, like when people put up their like wish list. Uh, yeah, for, exactly. I'd like you to buy me this or wedding list or whatever. He's basically just fulfilling all his dreams uh, while yeah. selling overpriced dairy or frozen dairy products. Um, so, a little bit of a quickfire bit here. Um, two players to watch out for if, uh, if people don't know about cricket. Um, two players at this World Cup that they should definitely tune in to watch? Definitely
2: two, two bowlers I would choose. Joffre Archer for England, what a young talent that's coming through. He's the highest wicket-taker so far in the tournament with 15 wickets. I don't know if that has changed, though, because I haven't seen the updated stats from today's game. Sure. Because I know Tahir took a few, two, wickets, uh, two or three wickets today. But, yeah, Joffre Archer, his pace is immense, and I don't know how people face him. Um, he's got a very deadly bouncer, and um, oh yeah, And for cricket fans who don't know what a bouncer is, is when a ball is literally thudded into the ground and it rises up over the batsman's head really quickly, so it bounces really <laughs> Scary high. Scary stuff. <laughs> yeah, and it's bowled at around 90 miles an hour. Yeah. At you, so it's you've got no time to react. And the second bowler I would choose, if I had to, was Bumrah. Just beat Bumrah. Again, he's another pace bowler for India, and he's he's probably the be- He is the best in the world at the moment. Okay. With the death overs, he bowled. He bowled two overs last uh, yesterday, the last two overs, and he hit seven Yorkers in those overs. He bowled <laughs> seven Yorkers that hit perfectly. And a Yorker, and to our, to a our
0: ball, American fans, a Yorker is?
2: A Yorker is a toe crusher, literally a toe crusher. ball that goes straight into your toes, and you have to try and dig it out with your bat as much as you can. Yeah. But yeah, you will be able to watch it on YouTube, and you'll You'll be like, I don't want to ever face one of those in my no. life, to be honest.
0: It's the one that if I if ever I was playing like Brian Lara cricket or any of the <laughs> attempted cricket video games, I would just bowl yorkers just every ball because um, <laughs> yeah. they're just so hard to slog.
2: It's kind of like it's kind of like FIFA 12, right? When you just play FIFA 12, and you could finesse it outside the box. Yeah, every time you'd score, it's like that on Brian Lara Cricket, you bowl a Yorker and every time you either get a wicket or no runs.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Do you remember, um, this is a bit of a throwback and and it's incredibly niche um, because if you didn't play Brian Lara Cricket, you're not going to know about it. But do you remember in Brian Lara Cricket, you could do a cheat code where the bat became like 10 times the size that it usually was and you could basically just hit every ball for a six.
2: Damn, this is revelations, man! I need to whack out my PS4 and I need to get Brian Lara cricket back on PS4. Yeah. No PS2, sorry. It's on PS. To be fair, yeah,
0: I don't. It might have even been PS1. You know, I think that's when yeah, I was I playing did... it. PS1. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll check that out on uh, on YouTube. I'm sure someone's probably uh, screen recorded <laughs> um, playing Brian Lara cricket. <laughs> that to be fair, that was with many sports that I'm actually interested in now, apart from. sports, uh, football soccer um i'd say video games are the way that i got into those sports so a lot of the american sports in particular uh, which leads us on to uh, a couple of questions i have for you about baseball um as the yankees and the red Sox are in london this weekend uh, this yeah. afternoon uh, on day of recording of course um i was on uh, the spurt ability podcast which is a baseball podcast uh run by uh, a buddy of mine and we they asked me a few questions about it we actually talked about cricket and the similarities between the two and i think cricket is just so hard for uh, um overseas fans or american fans to kind of get their heads around um yeah and particularly i think i mean do you see it as a sport that you can really compare with baseball do you think they're just even though there's a bat and a ball they're just completely different things
2: I, I reckon you can in some ways. There's a ba- it, It's all about... Ta- both games have got tactics, obviously, and that's the, the similarity you can see straight away. But then you also have the, the pitcher in baseball and then you have the bowler in cricket. And yeah. they're the main sort of things, throwing,
0: throwing yeah.
2: or bowling the ball to the person who's going to hit the ball.
0: The skill sets the are similar, aren't they?
2: Yeah, and then you've got to hit... And then the person who's hitting the ball has got to think what the bowler or the pitcher is going to do. <laughs> Is it going to go fast? Is it going to go slower than usual? Etc. Can I hit it out of the park for six? Like when you hit it out of the park, get a home run, etc. So is, there is some similarities and there's also some differences in yeah. how the game is played.
0: Is there much of a crossover, do you think, between like UK cricket fans and, and baseball? Like, Do you, do you know any of, of your friends that watch cricket Are any of those also following uh, Major League Baseball?
2: I personally, I don't know anyone yeah, like I would who, agree who would do that. I, I reckon I have a cousin out in um, Boston who would who would generally follow baseball and then follow cricket because obviously he's Indian and being Indian, cricket's in your blood as soon as you're born, really. <laughs> but um, yeah, he would follow both. I yeah, but, but yeah, yeah, I mean, it, I, I agree that yeah,
0: the the Venn diagram of, of baseball uh, and and cricket. Um, has a, a incredibly small uh, middle section there, um, but it'll be interesting with with the baseball being in London this weekend uh, as to whether that will um, you know whether will sell out for a start uh, the the London Stadium. I'm hoping to go. I've not actually bought tickets yet, but I've seen on StubHub. Uh, you can still get tickets and they're selling for like way under the actual uh, face value, um, oh, which is kind of alarming, I think. I think that suggests that there's there's potentially going to be a few empty seats at these games, but um, we'll see how it goes. I- I'm looking forward to it either way. I think uh, baseball is an incredible sport and I think that probably the less people can kind of compare it to cricket, I think the better uh, because I think it, when, it, it has when its own space. Games, <laughs> What's that?
2: When are the games?
0: Uh, mean, so like- it's Saturday, um, which will be Saturday the 29th, I believe. Um, yeah. And the 30th or whatever the Saturday and Sunday of, of this week. So we're in, in yeah. June. Um, and yeah, they're both at the the London Stadium. So I think the Saturday game is six ten beginning because uh, obviously yeah. they want to still be able to show it at least on the East Coast in the States. So that'll be a, like a lunchtime uh, game for them. And then uh, the second game I think is one o'clock uh, or th- either one o'clock or three o'clock on Sunday. Um, yeah so it should be really good. It's, it's gonna be good. I mean obviously we know how big NFL uh, has been uh, while it's been in London so there's potential uh, for for there being a market for baseball. I just um, I don't know whether they're gonna be able to capitalize on the fact that we've got the Cricket World Cup on at the moment and there might be kind mm-hmm. of a, a fan base. That, that are more willing to buy into it i mean do you know in in india particularly um do they play baseball at all
2: i i i don't think they do generally as you know cricket's the biggest game out yeah. there but people who come come over to the uk from india and countries sort of in the east asia region like to see different sports yeah and like to watch different sports and if something like Baseball was accessible to them in the UK. I think they would come over and watch that too.
0: Yeah, I agree. I absolutely agree. Um, so, so
2: it's all about accessibility <laughs> at the end of the day. If, sure. If a if a sport is accessible and reasonably priced for someone to watch, and they actually enjoy watching it, and it can captivate them from start to finish, definitely, definitely, it's it's a big plus. Like T 20s over in the UK Twenty Twenty games, like I watched. Even domestic Twenty Twenty games, Surrey versus Middlesex, people come flocking out their office buildings because to just grab a ticket and come yeah. watch it because they can. It's a quicker game; they can understand it, and there's a nice Thursday or Friday night out for them.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think that would be my biggest recommendation. If you're a baseball fan and you want to get into cricket, it's just go to a Twenty Twenty game, and I think you, I think they'll absolutely love it. Um, so I'd I'd like to think maybe that uh, if there are any kind of travelling. Um, Yankees or, or Red Sox fans coming over from New York and Boston that they might actually kind of jump on the on the cricket train while they're over here rather than uh, us kind of hoping that things go the other way around. Um, but let's get on to then your prediction for the two teams that will make the final of the Cricket World Cup.
2: So it's, it's been a close call. And after the first sort of, there was three games that were really close over the past three, uh, two days, England losing to Sri Lanka. Vince making the same mistakes. Um, India's close call to Afghanistan, that was close. And New Zealand versus West Indies today, Brathwaite had, uh, uh, yesterday, sorry, had Brathwaite had a little resurgence at the end, hitting a ton, but unfortunately was had to go for a six of his oh. last, last ball of the over and got caught. Oh. But I think, I think the final, and I, I hope it's the final, will be India versus England. I think it'd be a very good final. They, these two teams play each other next uh, next Sunday. It's a night at ten thirty start at Highbury. I will be actually at Fox Park going to okay. watch it. So if you feel like joining me and nice. watching some cricket, come, come come down to Box Park and Croydon, and I'll, I'll I'll bore you to death with cricket stats.
0: The way you said that as well, you made it sound like it was one of the royal parks in London. When you first said it, I was yeah. like, oh, where's Box Park? But uh, you're talking about Box Park in Groydon, um, yeah, exactly. which is great. Like, Box Park is so popular now. Um, but, yeah, it, it does sound it sounds more regal when you say Box Park uh, yeah. <laughs> rather than Box Park. Um, yeah. But, yeah, so, okay, England, India. And then if you're going to pick a winner out of those two, I think I know what you might say, but what would it be? England. England, okay. So you yeah, go against Now, that's block.
2: surprising. You must have thought yeah. that was surprising for me yeah i but thought you were gonna hit me with that. there'll your... be a lot of people who would listen into this podcast and go nikil what are you saying you're yeah. an indian fan you support <laughs> india but you know what i was born in england too and yeah. I, I i wouldn't be able to when it comes to that final i don't think i'd be able to choose who i'd be supporting i'd be behind both teams because i thoroughly enjoy the cricket they play sure and i think with england's batting to number nine they can bat to number nine in their order they can score a big total and if India bats second, that will put them under pressure, especially with an injury to Shikha Dhawan, who opens the batting usually for us. And he's now been sent back to India to recover now of his injury. Our batting lineup is has always been a problem since the last World Cup and the last Champions Trophy. And we need we need to find replacements to help them. So that's where we will struggle. But we still have our bowling attack, which is world class at the this moment. Strong. But yeah, England, I think, will lift the trophy. They sh- They had a wobble against Sri Lanka on um, Friday, but they'll bounce back and I think they'll become a winner and Owen Morgan will lift the trophy.
0: Okay, you heard it here first on the Back to Football podcast. That's the number one podcast for people who probably should talk about something other than football. And of course, as we have today, we've talked about cricket. That does mean, though, that it is time to quickly jump back to football, as we like to do on this show. Uh, and you mentioned that there was a little bit of a crossover, actually, between cricket and football. Tell me about that. Yes,
2: yes, yes there was. I was actually looking at Twitter a couple of weeks ago, and uh, in, when India first came over, there was a tweet from Thomas Muller giving uh, the Indian cricket team and Kohli a good sort of cheer on and a good good luck before the game. And as soon as Coley landed here and was at, went to Lords, the home of cricket in England, he met up with Harry Kane. Nice. So there was, there was a few pictures circling around that too, where they met up with each other. And then I think Kane has, and as you said, Jan, Kane has a very big sort of following of cricket too. And Thomas Muller loves Coley and Coley's <laughs> sort of style. Who so, doesn't? Who doesn't? Yeah, exactly. Captain Cool, as we call him. Captain Cool. <laughs>
0: he is a very cool guy um yeah i always like that when you kind of get the the cross sports um link ups there it's kind of like the intertextuality of the of the sports world little a-level media word there to throw in at, at the end of this cricket segment but nick it's been great to have you on um if people want to follow you on social media and uh, and hear all your cricket talk and and your analysis where can they go for that
2: so you can either you can either follow me on my Instagram, which is the original Nick, or you can follow me on Twitter at nikhilpatel Patel one, and I will be tweeting more as the World Cup goes on. I've been a bit silent recently because I've just been soaking up the atmosphere at the games. But now I'll be watching it back at home. I'll be tweeting my thoughts. to nice. like You and the ICC at the same time.
0: And before we leave you, um, I guess, on the on the back to football show, the thing that we've started to be is back to Love Island. Are you watching that this year?
2: Oh gosh, Dan! How dare you ask me a question like that? <laughs> um, I I haven't been watching it, but I feel like I've been watching it on Twitter. Nice. I know you're uh, you're Wande. Wande is that her name? Yeah. She's causing it some trouble, and she is. Um, Tommy Fury's been getting up to a bit of cheeky business, hasn't he? Yeah, so, he has. Tommy. Yeah, Boy. that's that's. My yeah, my my Twitter has been keeping me up to date. I feel like I don't need to watch it. I could just get a
0: recap <laughs> on Twitter instead. All right, we'll we'll, yeah. we'll accept that. We do recommend obviously that you you watch it, but uh you know that's it. If, if Tommy Tommy to win, maybe do you think?
2: Tommy to win. Go ahead. <laughs> I' oh, might, might have to go and watch it
0: now is it on tonight is It, it on is today? on tonight yeah on day of recording yeah, it will be on it's just Saturday nights so that it's not on uh, so yeah definitely get involved with that Nick thank you so much for coming on the show uh, and we'll hope to get you back on uh, at towards the end of the Cricket World Cup and and you can uh, you can tell us about who actually makes it to the final in case it's not England and India as suggested
2: yes no perfect it was a pleasure to come on and as you know there's still plenty of cricket to come the island test and the ashes which is another big tournament a big tournament towards the end of the year
0: it's a big year big year all right we'll catch you soon nick uh, and once all again right. thank you for coming on
2: thank you dan take care bye
0: That was our Cricket World Cup section with Nikhil Patel here on the BTF podcast. That's the Back to Football podcast, number one podcast for people who probably should talk about something other than football. Uh, John, did you enjoy that? I did indeed. Uh, Good insight, Nikhil. I really like the fact
1: that he's back in England uh, to win. But, you know, as, as you say, it's a long way to go. So
0: we'll see how that one pans out. Yeah, I agree. Um, definitely going to be watching a, a lot more of those games as it goes forward. Um, also, we spoke about the baseball uh, Red Sox and Yankees being in in London this weekend. Have you watched baseball much in your life? Have you been to a baseball game before? I've never been to a baseball game. No, it's not really
1: popping here in the UK, is it? So, no. um no, I'm not. I mean, I've played. I played some softball, which is quite similar. Similar, very similar. Um, Underarm. Yeah, under-arm <laughs> under, um, uh, bowling you know, or under, Yeah, 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 in, in PE at <laughs> yeah. uh, school. But um, no, I've never never been to a game, but you have, haven't you?
0: Yeah, I've been to a few games out in the States, uh, Angels and Padres. Um, so they LA Angels of Anaheim and the San Diego Padres. Um, but yeah, Yankees uh, facing off against the Red Sox this weekend will be... Very interesting Uh, and actually a point to add to that is I'm a special guest on the Spurtability podcast, which is a baseball special podcast Um, and yeah, I'm a special guest on there knowing almost zero about baseball this week, Um, but we do get a couple of little plugs in for uh, the BTF podcast Yeah, Uh, and big thank you to uh, Joe and James for for having me on that podcast and if you want to listen to that, uh, go check them out. That's the Spurtability podcast. Um, spell that as you wish Uh, it's time to go back to football as we always do on our show Uh, and we'll keep it fairly brief this week Um, I think the the standout thing is Women's World Cup and in particular the England Cameroon game um which was just crazy. It just turned into a bit crazy. of a bloodbath in the end.
1: It was. I mean, did you see that tackle on... Was it on uh, uh, Norton? Um, the f-
0: in the, like, 96th Yeah. Minute. Yeah, so the referee today came out, um, so on day of recording, so we're on the Tuesday, the 25th, uh, and said that he actually, or she, rather, uh, ignored two uh, decisions that were given to her on advice of the video assistant referee because she felt like the Cameroonian players were... We're just going to forfeit the game and, and yeah. walk off the pitch. So yeah. it was a red card for that tackle that you're talking about in the 95th minute. And I think there was an offside towards the end as well that, yeah. that should have been given um, against them. But it just kind of descended into into it, madness. Chaos. The refs lost chaos. control of the game. Yeah. Um, it started, the scoring was open with an indirect free kick, which is just never happens in football, does no. it really? Like you see what I, I think in the Premier League, You'd be lucky. The over/under would probably be one, yeah, for uh, for an indirect or 0.5 rather for an indirect free kick yeah. in the Premier League. Yeah, it's not, not a regular thing. Was um, that a back
1: pass? Would you have given that as a back pass? Yeah, I think. Do you so. Reckon? it
0: was a controlled touch? I mean, I think a touch. I think, touch, I think she just
1: had a Lukaku-like
0: bad yeah, control. Yeah. <laughs> well, then obviously, and, and after that, there was the someone spit turned up on one of the England yeah. players' arms. Um, I think in the I think in the interview after she said. She didn't think that it was purposely done, but it's still a bit weird that someone's gob yeah, ends up uh, all over your forearm. Um, so yeah, Eng- England advance anyway to the, yeah. onto the quarterfinals and they're joined by Sweden, uh, USA, this is off the top of my head, yeah. Germany, um and I think that's the only four that we got so far. Yeah. Oh yeah. no, Norway, England playing Norway in the in the next yeah, round. Norway. So um Women's World Cup, I have enjoyed it. I've I enjoyed it. Well, I've, yeah. I've watched quite a few of the games as uh my missus will uh <laughs> tell you uh from she start, thought she had enough of yeah, the from from, Premier League season was over. Hey, it's crazy, like uh, considering we're in the off season, <laughs> you at the moment you've got the women's world cup, you've just had the under twenties World yeah. Cup. Uh, we have the under-21s Under championships, yeah. Euro Championships, which has been brilliant as well. England tanked in that. We've gone out of the group stage. Yeah, did one win game. One point, a 3-3 draw against Croatia, and then obviously we lost to Romania and France. Um, that Romania team, by the way, are very good. I, I saw their game last night with... Uh, France. It ended up nil-nil. Uh, but they have a, a couple of really, really talented young players. There's a guy called Koman, Coman, um, who currently plays in uh, Romania. Uh, I think that he'll get a transfer somewhere. And that's the kind of player that I think um, Premier League clubs need to start yes, buying those players yes, more. Definitely. He'll probably get a move to somewhere like Red Bull Leipzig or mm. um, Red Bull Salzburg. Uh, but yeah, he's really, really talented. You know those players that just make things happen, and, yeah. and you're kind of excited for them to get the ball because yeah. you know that they're just going to make, advance the play or yeah, exactly. they're playmakers. Um, so yeah, we've had the under 21s championship, you've got the Women's World Cup, you've had the under 20s thing, you've got the Copper America American, is yeah. going on at the moment, as well as the Cup of African Cup of Nations, yeah. So it's a, so it, much football. There's football everywhere you look, and then obviously championship teams and Premier League teams that are not playing in these tournaments. They're all getting back into pre-season training now as well. Transfers. Transfers are, yeah, all all over the place. Uh, So, yeah, it's an exciting time for for football fans. And I think, yeah, the idea of a summer without football, a break from football just doesn't seem to exist anymore. Considering we're in a a year that's not got a World Cup or a Euro Championships, which as England fans, we would consider that as a kind of a non-footballing summer. Uh, there's certainly a lot of football out there to watch. Because yeah. they moved the African Cup of Nations, didn't they? Because that used to be...
1: It used to be played in January. It used to be played in January, didn't it? Yeah. So, so I remember that, you know, it was kind of a thing, like if you buy this player... Just, yeah, you yeah. Torre. Yeah, you, you buy this torrey, yeah. no. <laughs> <Or> <laughs> then, burn, yeah, You buy this Torre. Yeah. Or Drogba. Yeah, then you're going to be missing yeah. them for, like, you know, the mo- January, summer, February, and if they get injured. But now, over the summer, you don't you don't have that issue with the yeah. African players, so... Yeah you've got you've got that to look forward to in the summer as well
0: absolutely um so yeah it's a bit it's a big summer for football um who are you? Oh, here we go. I phrase this differently. Um, England, do you think we we've got a good chance of winning the Women's World Cup? From what you've seen, from what I've seen, I do. But I just think
1: there's some special players that I've seen in in a few other teams, like France. I mean, you know, yeah. What, what better name could you have for football? Their captain is called Henri. Yeah, I know. And yeah, what a player she is. Yeah, they're another
0: um, team that I didn't mention actually that are through. Yeah, they? you know,
1: I, I I mentioned them last week, saying look, France France are a decent team, and although they got lucky um, in the, the last round of games um, you know they, they've got some great individual players their centre back is like you know it's, it's unreal
0: you know, big, yeah, tall, yeah strong. The, the one that plays for Leon,
1: yeah, you know, um, cleans up all the mess, and then you've got Omri, and you know, a few other players. I mean, I just just having that name Henri, you know, as an Arsenal fan, you just yeah. draw it draws the attention, makes you special, yeah, and and she is a little bit special, so yeah. um, yeah, my tip is France, okay. Um, I might actually, you know, I'm in the betting mode after <laughs> Aspot, I might yeah. uh, have a have a look on William Hill, um, other in yeah.
0: Unless <laughs> companies to, are available to use, unless yeah. they want to sponsor us, in which yeah. case you'd yeah, exactly. be the only. Bet yeah, they can be. There.
1: Um, I might have a little flutter.
0: Um, you go in I'm France. France. Yeah. yeah,
1: I might. I might do that as soon as this podcast finishes.
0: Okay, I'm gonna go with. Uh, I think I honestly think England have got a really good chance. Um, I was very impressed with Sweden last night, who beat Canada one nil. Um, but I'm going to stick with the USA as my prediction. They've slowed down a lot in terms of their... Obviously, they started out with that 13-0 win and and they kind of just scraped through um, to the quarterfinals with a 2-1 win, which was via a a VAR penalty. Um, But yeah, I think USA um, are probably having their blip at the right time and then they're going to come back stronger um, for the rest of the tournament. I think, John, it's probably time to wrap the... Is indeed, up yeah. you reckon yeah um, it is indeed I mean we've given you a lot to
1: talk about other than football so yeah. that's the purpose of the show isn't it you know yeah to go back to football that, go back to football but also give you some things to talk about that is absolutely you know some topics that are not related to football and I think we've, we've covered that
0: I think we have a uh, also a quick shout out then at the end of the show to anyone that has taken the time to listen to the show so far, uh, particularly those who have let uh, John or myself know in person uh, that they listened and enjoyed it. Um, Big shouts out to you! Yeah, we definitely, you know, appreciate we re- it. Really do appreciate that. And uh, we hope to continue to make really good content going forward. And a big thank you to Nikhil Patel yes. um, for getting involved with the show today. And I hope that he enjoys his cartoon uh, on our Instagram page. So go check that out if you've not seen it already. I'm just showing John yeah, an exclusive brilliant. look now. That's a brilliant avatar, that. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's yeah, pretty. He's, <laughs> he, age, aged a yeah, He's aged a bit. Yeah, it has aged him a little bit, but um, I hope he'll uh, not hold that against us too much. So uh, we'll be back again next week. Um, and yeah, we've been the BTF podcast. Go follow us on social media uh, and listen to us on Spotify and iTunes. Bye bye for now. <laughs> See? All right.